Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our newest episode. As promised, today we're going to discuss the differences between the comic version and basically the movie version for Reign of the Superman animated movie. Now, welcome. So many of you will probably have never um, even read uh, Death of the Superman's sequel. Because Death of the Superman itself was a really popular comic, but when it came to the sequel and Return of Superman, it took a long time to get to where he was so he can come back. And, you know, many people don't even, you know, care that much to actually read. Those who have read are actually older people who probably, you know, did because back then they collected comic books and stuff like that. So, yeah, they probably have. Uh, but when it comes to, you know overall things about like you know what happened and what was the plan there well reign of the superman takes a lot of inspiration from um the comics and it just tries to you know be unique while being faithful to some parts of it now if you don't know uh the superman that started to appear after superman died were four Eradicator, Cyborg Superman, uh, Superboy Prime, and Steel. Steel, of course, isn't a Superman. We know this. But the main three are here anyway. So many people saw these guys and they were like, uh, so is this going to be exactly like the comic book? Well, it is not. First things first, Cyborg Superman. And, you know, these are spoilers. I'm just telling you this so that, you know, you know what are the differences here. Cyborg Superman was not made by Darkseid, neither was Doomsday. In the movie version, we are told that Doomsday has been sent by Darkseid and the plan was to, you know, basically weaken Superman. In the comic version, Doomsday does arrive on Earth in the same suit that you see in the animated movie. He shows little signs of intellect, like he's able to read the sign. He's able to put things together and understand that this guy is Superman. But he's a Kryptonian experiment that um, basically came from a long, long time ago where a scientist, a Kryptonian scientist, did all of that and tried to create an unbeatable creature. But he was never ever sent by Darkseid to, to the Earth so that Superman can be weakened. So... This story is changed mainly to set up another big story for DC animated movies. The next thing that we see is that we're told Cyborg Superman or Hank Henshaw is made by none other than Darkseid. Now, Hank Henshaw in his recent years in DC world, regardless of comics, uh, as you can see you know, in, the, in this movie or even the TV series, he's been changed a lot. Now, that's not a bad thing. But how the hell did Hank Henshaw even become Cyborg Superman? As a kid, the f one of the first Superman comics I ever read, I mostly read, you know, Batman things, but this Cyborg Superman thing came to me in a magazine about movies that they had this in the last panel, and I was like, wow, that is so creepy. I was actually scared. So, as, as you may not know, Hank Henshaw... Um, before he dies in the Excalibur space in the space shuttle, uh, while coming back to Earth, he transfers his mind to a matrix, 
where his consciousness just survives there and this matrix happens to be the same matrix that Superman was born from, as you know, in the comics. So he's basically in Fortress of Solitude, his consciousness is there and there are some, you know, you know, they think that this is Kal-El, so they start to rebuild and he has now, you know, half biological parts and half mechanical parts. That's why he looks exactly like Kal-El, mind the uh, mechanical parts. He looks exactly like him and he has many powers similar to him mainly because he was born from that same matrix as well. That's why in the comics, Cyborg Superman is almost as strong as Superman. Even in the recent comics, and I'm citing um, action comics this time, um, you can actually see that they have a rough time fighting and nobody can win, but Superman decides to, you know, just not cheat, but, you know, send him through that, um, for this same prison that Zod went to, so that, you know, basically he can stop him for the time being. So that's how Hank Henshaw was born as reborn as Cyborg Superman in the comics. But in the movie, we're told that he's being controlled by Darkseid, where he actually relinquishes that control, destroys it, and that he was born from Mother Boxes. Well, this is not a bad retcon, but I don't know. It doesn't, it, it does feel a little bit of an improvement if we're going into a, another huge story featuring Darkseid, but if it's just only a, you know, just something to do and say that, well, this is how it happened. And it has no bearing on the overall story coming after this whatsoever. That would be a shame. But so far, I'm on board. I don't think it's that bad. In fact, it was actually kind of innovative. Why not? The story wasn't that out of touch or outreaching. It was, it was almost okay to say that, well, this can happen. So, uh, that is the change that they did. Eradicator, however, in the comics is far different than he is in the movie. Appearance-wise, they nailed it. But when it comes to who he actually was, very different. In the comics, again, this dude, and as you can see, Eradicator doesn't look that much like Superman in terms of appearance or even the voice in the movie. But that's, there's a reason, because this guy isn't supposed to be a Superman clone. He's effectively um, another... Doctor, just like Henshaw was another person that, you know, created this and became this guy. So that's his alias, you know, Eradicator. He wanted to be like Superman, but, you know, his intelligence and um, basically knowledge led him to become this dude. And, you know, they named him Eradicator because he kept saying, you have to be Eradicated. So Eradicator here was a different kind of guy. Sorry for that. Um, however, in the movie we're told that eradicator well he seems very much like that version he seems a little robotic and we're told that yes he's in fact a hologram and he's not supposed to be human or anything not human not alien nothing he's just a hologram trying to protect kal-el now the movie tries to you know play this off by saying well he was gathering energy for kal-el okay i can get on board but what the hell was that with showing his own brand of justice? And that's never even explained. I mean, the movie just, you know, just swaps a look with Steel. Superman looks at Steel, he looks back, and they're like, okay, we're not going to answer the question. So, 
yeah, that's kind of a shame that they never explained it. But as you can see in the movie, he's very powerful. He's not that bad. Now, is it okay to make him a hologram? Yes. One of the good things that the movie did was to, you know, not make it too uh, crowded when it came to superheroes that look like Superman. In fact, with Eradicator being out of the picture, having only three of them on board, that, would, that wouldn't be that bad. It would actually make more sense and better than having so many people there. Of course, there was also, you know, this point they were trying to make with the movie that, well, this is what happens when the hope of the world dies. Next one on the list is Superboy Prime. Superboy Prime is, of course, a clone of Kal-El, so this part didn't change. He's always been very, very cocky, and, well, yes, not only is he a clone of Kal-El, but he also has Lex Luthor genes in him as well. And that's why one of the reasons that Superboy Prime has always, you know, been seen as very, very powerful and probably some people even think he's better than our Superman. To be honest, many people think that many other Kryptonians can be better than Superman, but, well, there's a precedent for that, however, and we're not going to get into that, as I think that, you know, Superman has a better... uh, Situation overall, and he's better than those guys. Then, of course, we have the other part of the story that probably changed a lot. Was basically the overall story changed. Instead of, you know, being like uh, the comics, they made it in a different way. Like, they came and said that uh, Darkseid was trying to um, attack Earth. He got the Justice League away. He created these cyborg men, all of that. All of that was a way to um, kind of make the movie different than what the comics were. And that's a not a bad thing, because uh, this goes on to show that they were really committed to, you know, surprising people and improving on that story. Now, does this actually improve the story in any way? To be honest... Yes, because it's its own story at least, and it's trying to fix many, many things that were wrong with the comics in the first place. To be honest, the movie uh, does things much better than the comics, because the comics took way too long. And However, I can definitely say that it was um, really something cool um, to see Superman come back in the comics, and it was... Perhaps more epic. Here it wasn't as epic, but still it was really, really good. In the comics, you actually see Superman with a beard, long hair, and a black suit. Here you see the same thing except for the beard. I don't know what's the problem with the beard. Dudes, just give him the beard. So, Return of the Superman in the comics, like I said, is a different thing altogether. It has it's the same characters, but really different um, things are going on and um, it's basically uh, something completely different in terms of story. You don't see Darkseid anywhere, you don't see um, all of this. It's been modernized and these changes are not bad either. I mean, you cannot come out and say that, well, this was a terrible film because they changed things. 
and you know we're sorry but you know in many ways they kept it the same still in the movie we'll see superboy go and live with the kent family which is what happens in the comics as well i mean the kent family are really happy to have uh, someone who is exactly like Kalil, and they think like oh our son is back so <laughs> it's not a bad thing either i mean you see that happening now just you know reiterate um and tell you the differences here like i said hank henshaw was not made by dark side here he was created by the same matrix that created superman however uh in the comic books there is um a scene where you see the body the bodies decaying and dying and of course as far as i remember um before hank even you know being killed completely um i remember that he um fought superman and they had special powers they didn't fight him per se this was never shown in the movie i just remembered this in the movie we just see them die but uh in the comics when they come back to earth they, they're just like fantastic for they have powers now and superman thinks they're villains and they have no choice but to attack him because you know superman is not listening to anything so that's how they die and then of course the rest of the things i told you happen and he comes back so yeah this this part i forgot to mention i just remembered that this part was part of it as well i mean they didn't even show it in the movie so that's probably why i kind of forgot but yes like i said um in the movie henshaw is very different and uh, he even dies very easily by you know eradicator erasing his consciousness or something um which is a shame to be honest i mean in the comics is way more op and he's really powerful i mean he's not to be killed he's, he's i don't think it's so far he's been killed like that ever as for eradicator like i said uh he's a guardian program whereas in the comics version he's not um a comic uh, a computer program at all he's sometimes a hero sometimes a villain most of the time of course villain and as you may know you know uh, this is something that in the comics i just you know um came upon this i have to tell you this so that you don't say that i was wrong um basically eradicator was a weapon by kryptonians 2000 years ago uh then we had flash eradicator created by carmine infantino uh, and carrie base which appeared in flash which was a different kind of uh, eradicator we have superman eradicator and flash eradicator but as far as i'm aware the um eradicator that we had in the reign of the superman uh, story arc and basically the you know return of superman that kind of story i think that he wasn't exactly um a device like that like you know hologram or something he wasn't like that he was basically a device as well i mean he was a device to protect the kryptonian as well he was kind of a humanoid not exactly a device not exactly a robot he was more of a humanoid if i remember well and that's what's different i mean he he has always of course you know had this um, also different kind of a human side as well david connor was 
his alter ego, but that's a different story where, you know, he kind of, um, he came from a different part, like, you know, uh, Eradicator, you know, when he died, that humanoid part died, it kind of fused with Dr. David Connor, and that's, that's why I said that Eradicator was also another scientist-type guy, so that's what really happened. In the comics, after the Eradicator's body is found, they just simply come out and, you know, he just fuses with Dr. David Connor, and that's when he becomes the new Eradicator. That's when he becomes, again, another humanoid. You can't say that he was a device. I mean, sure, we can't call him a device, but if a device that looks like human, it's android. Kind of a humanoid, right? Right? So these are the changes that were made in the movie that were not apparent in the comic books. And it was far different. Even the resurrection of Superman, to some degree, was different. Not that different to, you know, say that, wow, this is so different, I'm so mad. Um, Overall, I would definitely say that these changes were necessary to modernize the story. However, I would also say that the comic book was really dark. You can't bring every single part of it into the movie without, you know, making people, um, you know, react terribly. Like, the way the bodies decayed in the comic book, that was not a nice picture, even for then. So, yeah, that's probably a wise choice to change it. As to if it is better story than this or that, I would say that that story was really good, but it took way too long to, you know, do everything... And this one was a little bit way too fast. Uh, Like that six months passing, it didn't really, you know, feel like it. Uh, Of course, it felt like it to us because the movie came out. But, you know, basically, it's a different thing altogether. But it wasn't a bad thing. I think if this were to be adapted into the movie the way it should have been, rather than Justice League being the resurrection, it would have been something really, really cool. It would have been really cool for Henry Cavill. (laughs) So, these are the changes. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast and this episode. As always, thank you for listening, and thank you guys for um, being a part of this uh, little family that I have here. I hope that, you know, I keep on bringing uh, stuff that you like, and... I would definitely love to see uh, your opinions and uh, basically what would you like to see more, what don't you like to see, everything. And, you know, this podcast is mainly for you guys, to help you guys, and I'm very happy that I have this chance to actually, you know, do this. So, thank you. Thank you guys very much, and I hope to see you guys very, very soon.